Hello everyone and welcome back to TBO. On today's episode we are talking Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 and The Flash. One of them is good, one of them is bad. Let's get into it. We'll start with the good one. So The Flash. <laughs> no, uh, the Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Uh, I really enjoyed this. I have uh, a confession. I have only ever seen 5, 6 and 7. I have never watched 1, 2, 3 and 4. Um, so I... I just want to put put that out there. Um, I only got into it because of five, um, and six is my favorite. Uh, this is really good, um, but I do still really enjoy Henry Cavill's mustache and muscle clicking into place, and I just enjoy that film. Um, but yeah, this one, so full spoilers, or at least some spoilers for the movie. Uh, it starts with... Uh, a Russian submarine basically blowing itself up because an AI has uh, hacked into it. And that's that's the antagonist from this movie is an AI, which is funny because uh, Hollywood is currently striking over the use of AI. So I feel like Tom Cruise put this in there as like a little, hey, look, we, we all knew this was coming. Um, AI is going to destroy the world. <laughs> um, and it's just fun that Ethan Hunt is the only character um, apparently in the world who is capable of uh, destroying this AI. And that's why the AI is so scared and has set uh, up this elaborate plan to make it so Ethan Hunt suffers and doesn't complete his mission. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed this. Um, it's always hard to talk about a movie that you enjoy because you you basically... It's more fun to hate on stuff. Um, but... Hayley Atwell is a new addition to this. Really enjoyed her character. Um, my only complaint with her character is they do card tricks where, like, or, like, magic-style, like, sleight-of-hand stuff. And in a lot of shots, I feel like they do just edit out uh, the thing that they're holding to make it look like she's made it disappear. That's my only complaint. I'm sure it's real. I'm sure I'm just really slow at looking at it and I don't notice the... Um, actual like moment but I, I do feel like in some instances it's like disappears and it's like how the fuck did that go I'm sure that's just the magic of like actual magic but it's a good character um, what else what else is there to say uh, oh that's the other thing this movie shares a lot in common with um, uh, Fast X because they have a bad guy from the person's past um, turn up and wreak havoc. So in Fast X's case, um, it's Jason Momoa's character from Five, and his daddy died, and he's now mad about that. And in Mission Impossible, uh, it's some guy who shot Ethan Hunt's partner, um, in the past. And I think it was I I don't know because I haven't watched the original. Um, I don't think it's I think this is set before. The original, that moment is set before the original and isn't referenced in the original. And it's like new backstory um, as to why this guy, because I don't think this guy turns up in any of the other movies, um, which I was a bit like, oh, okay, they're doing this where they just bring someone back and I don't know this character. But the character is good. Gabriel, um, threatening, uh, seems a bit like a bit of a simp for this AI. <laughs> um but yeah, he's, he's good. I like him. He's threatening enough in the movie, even though I don't think he's existed in previous movies, to be like a good foil to Ethan Hunt. Um, and 
yeah. Anyway, back to my comparison between Fast X and this movie. Uh, they have to get a device which will end the world and it's normally an AI device or something that's like random tech nonsense. Um, they have a chase through Italy in a car. Mission Impossibles is so much better. It looks actually real. <laughs> um, oh, dear. Oh, 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 my computer is... Um, Nope, the screen's gone. There we go. It's back. Hopefully the record... Yeah, it looks like the recording's still going. Fucking hell, that's... Okay, driver updated. Thank you. <laughs> Didn't expect that to happen mid-recording. Um, uh, Hopefully everything's fine. Hopefully it's not updated like drivers and my drivers are all fucked um, with the audio and stuff. So, yeah. Uh, and then it's all about family because Ethan Hunt doesn't want to uh, let any of his surrogate, like... MI6, MI, nope, Mission Impossible Task Force teammates die, and Vin Diesel doesn't want anyone to die <laughs> in his family. So, I feel like somewhere in Hollywood, uh, the Mission Impossible and Fast X scripts got crossed over, and yeah, it's just funny. Sadly, Mission Impossible doesn't have Gal Gadot turn up for no reason at the end, um, which seems to just be a thing Gal Gadot is doing. I had to look it up. I didn't I didn't actually know if Gal Gadot had a movie coming out this year. And I was just like, side note. <laughs> it's just funny because I was just like looking into, because um, I have only seen Gal Gadot turn up as a cameo in three different movies this year. <laughs> and all of them have been completely pointless and random as fuck and kind of break the universe if you think about it. I'm sure they have explanations, but yeah, a lot of them just don't work in the mall. So yeah, I think she's got a Netflix movie coming out this year. <laughs> um, but yeah, it would have just been funny if this script had Gal Gadot turn up. Because I think she would good, do well in um, Mission Impossible. She fits the aesthetic of like, spy lady. <laughs> uh, speaking of spy ladies, uh, we get Rebecca Ferguson coming back. Uh, looking badass with an eye patch, and apparently, fun fact is the reason why she was the character has an eye patch isn't to like keep the dust out of her eyes or help with sniping. It's because apparently Vanette, Rebecca Ferguson can't blink, so she couldn't have like both her eyes closed. So they just gave her an eye patch. Like she can, she can only blink. She can't wink. So she, or she looks really weird winking. Um, so they gave her an eye patch, so she looked cool still. Um, but yeah. Uh, Vanessa Kirby's back. I really like Vanessa Kirby. Her character's like has some goofy moments because there's um the character swap stuff where they have the masks and everything. Um, at towards the end where like uh Haley Atwell is playing Vanessa Kirby and Vanessa Kirby is playing Haley Atwell playing um Vanessa Kirby. <laughs> it's very fascinating. Um, but yeah, uh, the one thing I didn't find super impressive is in, in, like, is the big stunt that they pushed, which was the Tom Cruise riding a motorcycle up the the hill and jumping and flinging a motorcycle. I think that's just because they showed it so much. Like, between the time that this movie was, like, record, um, filming to when I'd actually gone and seen it, I'd seen that scene so many times. Um, the train sequence is really good, though. Like, the Uncharted, uh, like, two... Uh, climbing up the the back of the train as it's falling off the edge, really cool. Um, what's the other action? The chase sequence in Italy, really really good. Uh, is funny as well with the little like, there's little bits of humor like where Tom Cruise and Haley Atwell are handcuffed together, and Haley Atwell can't drive very well, and Tom Cruise has to also drive, but his hands are like crossed and can't. Yeah, so that, that's just fun. Um, I think those are the major 
set pieces. Um, there's a bit in an airport where, like, it's where Benji has to try and, like, uh, Simon Pegg's character has to try and, like, defuse a nuclear bomb whilst Ethan Hunt's trying to get the key. Oh, yeah, there's the key. That's the thing. There's a key in this movie that they've got to try and get, and it's, like, two halves of a key. That's how they introduce Hayley Atwell, because she's also randomly just been assigned to get the key because um, she's a thief um but doesn't know anything about the world that ethan hunts in or tom cruise um but yeah ultimately like it's good because they, they set up the whole pickpocketing thing from the very beginning like Haley was really good at pickpocketing and like ethan hunt is like impressed by that and then at the end um the bad guy has the key and ethan hunt manages to like pickpocket it out of um his. Oh yeah, also the other comparison between uh, Fast X and this is because it's a two-parter. <laughs> like this is the first part of a two-parter. Um, this one is significantly better than Fast X. Uh, Fast X feels like it just cuts off in the middle of the um, movie. This one feels satisfying and it's kind of like um, Spider-Verse uh, where it actually has a story and then the continuation of that story will hopefully feel satisfying. I don't know if this is going to be uh, the next one's going to be the last Mission Impossible. I hope it continues because these are really good. But Tom Cruise is getting old. He's like in his 60s, isn't he? Yeah, 61. So by the time the next one comes out, it'll be he'll be like 65 or something. <laughs> I, mean, I think it's meant to be next year, but I think with the writer's strike and everything like that and the actor strike, unless Hollywood comes to some sort of agreement that's actually fair. <sighs> we are not seeing this movie for another year or so. Um, ooh, it has not made his money back. That's interesting. Yeah, a lot of movies are bombing this year. This sucks. Because its budget is $291 million, apparently. And the box office is apparently sitting at 268.3. So, I think it's just being overshadowed by other movies. Because I think Oppenheimer and Barbie have stolen the limelight. And, like, are doing the IMAX screenings, which Tom Cruise wasn't happy about. And, like, I feel like this one is really good. This, this movie is really good. It's, like, a really solid movie. But I just don't think anyone is pumped. Which is a shit. Because, like, I really enjoyed this movie. I think it is one of the best movies of the year so far. Um, just in terms of, like, actual cohesive plot, fun action, really well-written, like, really good characters. Um, the only complaint I have is they kill off Rebecca Ferguson's character in, like, a kind of, eh way it's like motivation for like tom cruise can't beat the algorithm's mind and it's like we've already proven this you're like one of these two women is going to die Haley atwell or rebecca ferguson and you can't stop either um so like tom cruise gets hacked in the earpiece and gets sent in the wrong direction then has to fight um mantis pomclatif's uh oh that's the uh, yeah pomclatif's um silent killer assassin harley quinn type role thing really fun um wish he got more and then didn't die in the like the self-sacrifice to um like oh you're gonna portray us and that's why i shoot you and then suddenly turn up at the end of the train um and then it's like yeah I, the the algorithm knew just because you spared my life I, I would betray them all and help you and it's just like, okay. Like, you can write off some plot writing stuff. Like, oh, yeah, this is how this is. And that's the only complaint I have. It's like, the algorithm isn't really super compelling. It's all the other stuff that's happening is super cool. Um, What else? What else happened in this movie that I remember? Been a while. Because the, the, the problem that I have is my cinema chain that's in my local town has shut down due to, like, 
low profits and like whatever. Um, so the Flash was the last movie I watched in that cinema, and then the, like two days later, uh, it just got shut down, like out of the blue. No one knew it was happening. Like none of the staff knew it was happening. Um, and so the last movie I ever watched in that cinema is The Flash, and we'll get onto that. But oh boy, that was not an experience I liked. So I had to go to um, a different cinema chain, and that's now going to have to be like one of the more permanent like places to go. So. But it's a little bit further out, and it's a bit more of a hassle to get to. So I was already in, like, conveniently, I was in uh, the town where that cinema is already um, on the day, like, Mission Impossible was coming out. So I was just like, well, okay, that's good. I can make a day of this. Um, and so I went and saw it. And the screen was a bit naff because it had, like, five or so dead spots. And I was just like, oh, great, okay. Um, I don't get me wrong, the cinema that I used to go to wasn't great as well. Uh, like we tried to go, me and my friend, um, when he came back from America, went to try and see Spider-Verse. Um, and on the day that we went, uh, all of their screen screenings were delayed because like some of their screens had gone dead or something. So like they just had to reschedule and like we couldn't go because we had other plans and it was just like trying to fit this in because he hadn't seen it because he'd been in america for ages and he wanted to go see it but none of the people he was in america with wanted to, well people want to do but no one made plans to go see it um despite him trying so it was just like ah oh, okay we got to get you to watch spider-verse because it's really good um we did eventually get to see it the next day but it was just funny that it got delayed um and then like i went and saw the flash like a couple of days later, because it'd been ages. Uh, like it was literally uh, a 8 p.m. screening, uh, and there was only one screening for like the last week. It was like this is the last screening on the Wednesday. If you don't go see this, you won't get to watch this movie. And I was just like, I dragged myself, kicking and screaming, basically going, I have to see this. I have to see how much of a train wreck this movie is. Um, and and so we'll get to that. Um, actually, no, that's probably a good segue, because I think I've, I've spoken everything I have about, um, Mission Impossible. Like I said, it's hard to talk about a movie that's good, um, because, like, ultimately, I don't want to spoil too much, and I think I've spoiled a lot of stuff in it, um, but I've left out most of the details. I think, ultimately, it's a, it's a really fun movie. Um, if you liked, I think if you've liked the last two Mission Impossibles, because that's all I can go on, because uh, I think it's the same director, um, these, this is a really solid continuation of those. Um, I feel like people kind of want Mission Impossible to be, um, less connected because I feel like there are connection points, um, from what I've seen and these kind of tend to lean into each other a lot more. Um, now, like they actually have like an overarching story and like character development a bit more, um, which I like, I like that sort of thing. I might eventually go back and watch the 1, 2, 3, and 4. Because I hear 4 is really good. Um, but I I don't know. Eventually. I was meant to do it... Because when, when I went to go see 5, I was meant to go and watch up uh, 1, 2, 3, and 4. Um, and I just didn't. <laughs> and then I went, oh, this is actually really good. And then I went and watched 6. And I went, oh, this is really good. And then I went and gone and seen 7. And I'm like, this is really good. And so I don't want to go back to like... I've heard 2 is really bad. I've heard one is good, three is okay, and four is really great. But I feel like it's just built up since then, and I'm just like, oh, goddammit, okay. Um, so yeah, anyway, let's move on to The Flash, because this is the one that, like... Oh, boy, what a fucking disaster this was. So after, like, ten 
years of development hell, several different directors, several um, different uh, writers, directors, um, coming and going, uh, several controversies with their main lead, um, several reshoots. <laughs> uh it finally came out oh several other cancelled projects um that somehow were apparently worse than this um yeah <laughs> uh this was meant to be dc's big reset of the timeline or the universe so that james gunn's universe can come like come in and it still can connect and let's go right off the bat spoilers it does not <laughs> It kind of resets it, but it also doesn't at the same time. All they kind of basically explain it by is um, there's an there's an explanation with spaghetti, and it's like if you have straight spaghetti, they run parallel. But if you get sloppy spaghetti, uh, it crosses over and it links, but it also runs parallel at the same time. So some stuff can be the same, and some stuff will be different. Um, but it's all just branching timelines and it's all spaghetti. Um, and then also Barry Allen's mum dies because of spaghetti sauce. Um, it's a weird movie. (laughs) Oh, what a fucking mess this is. So it basically starts with, um, an action scene with Bruce Wayne, who's wearing a really shit Batman costume. Um, and he's pelting through God. Oh no, it's stopped. Okay. No, I forgive me. It starts with Barry Allen. Um, going to, uh, like, some coffee place and ordering a sandwich. And, look, I've never liked, um, the Flash in the DC movie, like, the Zack Snyder ones. I think that character's really fucking annoying. What they do is they basically dial that up to 11 now. (laughs) And so he's even more annoying, and he's just a stuttering little fucking mess. Um, but also really fucking annoying at the same time. And he's talking to this barista or something who's also really fucking annoying. Um, and he's trying to get, cause he's, they added the thing where he needs to eat a lot cause they had it in the other ones, but now he has a, like, he's running low on energy if he doesn't eat. Um, so he's like, there's like a little bit of pressure. Uh, it fails in that, but there's meant to be like pressure is that he's like running low and Batman rings him up and goes, Hey, look, I need you to help out. Um, this guy has robbed a bank and I need you to do some cleanup and help, like, blah, 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 blah. He also then runs into his, um, yeah. Uh, what else? What else happens? <laughs> uh, it's been a while, because that's the thing. I haven't, it's been, like, two weeks since I watched this. Um, so I'm just trying to remember off the top of my head what actually fucking happened. Um, I have, like, the Wikipedia page up, so I'm just skimming that through. Um, and I'm just trying to remember what the fuck happens, like, that I didn't like, uh, so, yeah, he's talking to this barista, he fucking disappears to go help Batman, uh, there's a hospital falling down, and he's on the phone with Alfred, basically, who's talking him through what he needs to be doing, and then, for some reason, all the babies are on the top floor of this hospital, (laughs) which seems bad, because, like, you'd want, like, what woman is going all the way up to the top floor to give birth and then have her babysit? Like, it just seems like a really poured out, poorly laid out hospital <laughs> design, which, you know, is bad when you start pip, pick, uh, picking apart those sorts of things. Because, like, movies have plot holes. Like, 
every movie will have um like something that doesn't make sense like i know the big one is like indiana jones the first one is if he didn't actually do anything the movie wouldn't change like they the nazis would get the covenant and then he they'd open it and die and then he didn't need to be there to do anything um or st- stuff like people pick like pick apart that um but that happened years after the movie and everyone enjoyed that movie as far as i'm aware um and like star wars is like why did they have this one shaft that blew up like that is after the fact that the movie came out like no one had that for that's like 30 years of like people just like analyzing that movie like really deeply um if you can pick apart the movie in the cinema whilst it's happening you're not enjoying the movie like the movie has not engaged you enough it's like batman v superman like i was picking apart that movie all the time like suicide squad i was picking apart that movie because it hadn't engaged me like it hadn't made me like care or like like avengers like has plot holes and things you can pick apart but like ultimately you do that afterwards when you've enjoyed it and then you go ah well they don't really affect it that much and like i can still enjoy it but like when i watch it i don't notice those things uh whereas these you're just like like i lead a battle angel is just rife with things that annoyed me throughout that entire movie and i just kept picking at it it was just like this is really fucking annoying i hate this um because the movie hadn't engaged me and i hadn't just stepped into that world it hadn't done a good enough job of like hooking me in and like taking me for the ride and this movie does that really poorly as well um so like because i'm picking apart the fact that the baby's at the top floor it's like oh well and then they fall out and then he runs up the side of the building and he grabs all the babies and he does this stupid like that's the thing the cgi in this is really fucking shit because i feel like they didn't have they had a lot of reshoots and stuff like that and they like visual effects artists they just need time like visual effects like you like no matter how much money you put in all you need is time uh to do it and a lot of them don't get the time like you can do wonderful things if you have the time to do it it can even cost not a lot of money it's just constantly changing stuff at the last minute and then not having anyone um like just constant changes and stuff like that and not giving them the time to do it because you need to have it released at this point that's what causes bad cgi um because you look at the movies in the past and like they had actual time frames and like schedules and like they could pump out these incredible shots and like i think the creator which is um the guy who did uh like rogue one he's got a movie that's coming out the creator uh and it's got a budget of like 80 million and you look at the Flash's budget, which is like 200 to 220 million. Uh, that's bullshit. That it's like 300 million at this point. Because like, I do not believe that. That I feel like that is marketing. <laughs> like that's just them pushing like a lot of tax stuff away. Um, and like the the CGI comparison is like fucking crazy. Like Star Wars, like a lot of the CGI is really good, but their budget's massive and they have the time to do it. Um, this didn't, clearly. Uh, so yeah, he's putting babies in microwaves. He's um, t- sit like fr- like throwing like he does the fake out where he's like, oh yeah, we're gonna put um, we're gonna save this baby. Nope, I'm gonna go get a sandwich from this vending machine that's falling out, um, so that I get my energy back up and then blah 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 blah. Then they do the stupid um. Diana turns up, which is the cameo that I was talking about. Um, Diana basically turns up out of nowhere at the end to save the day. 
And then they do the latter of truth nonsense where they basically go to Reddit and make Batman say that if he um, spent all his money fixing Gotham, he wouldn't need to be doing what he's doing and he's feeling insecure. And then the Flash makes it. I've had, I know the idea of what sex is, but I haven't had it. Blah, 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 blah. And you're just like, fucking hell, this is stupid. And then he goes and basically gets a phone call from his dad and or he's having a phone call with his dad. And then he, he's like, oh, I'm sad, dad. You're like in jail because you killed my mom, but you didn't kill my mom. And we're trying to prove that you didn't kill my mom. And like Batman's got a tape and he's defuzzed it and it doesn't help because his dad doesn't look up, basically. And that's the premise. And it's just like, oh, yeah, now I, I'm going to run to my old childhood home and then we're going to have a flashback. And then the kid... Like, we're going to show what happened and, like, how the mom forgot some spaghetti. So the dad goes and gets the spaghetti can, like, and then uh, the dad comes back and the mom's dead with a knife in her. And then the kid comes down and it's like, ah, and the dad says, call 911. And then Barry Allen runs out and then Barry Allen's sad. And then he runs really fast and he goes back in time. And then you're like, oh, cool. And then Barry was also like, oh, some I want to travel back in time. And then he's like, no, don't do that. And then Barry's like, oh, but if I just change this tiny little thing, it won't matter. And then he goes back in time. Uh, <laughs> and then we get Barry Allen goes back in time and changes the soup. And dad, like his mom basically gets the soup, like the tomato sauce can. And then he's like, yep, that changed it. That fixed everything. And now the whole future is fucked. Well, not fucked, but his mom's still alive. Um, and then uh, he steals some clothes from two people and looks like a fucking mong. Uh, it's just weird. And then they basically realize that uh, Barry has his twin version. And his twin version is young Barry. And Barry is also fucking annoying who's young. And so you basically get two really fucking annoying flashes on screen. One's deep faked to the living hell so you like look at his face and go that's really weird whenever they're both on screen at the same time because they obviously have a stand-in but they don't have like two barry allen like two ezra millers so they have to deep fake one which why would you ever spend money on that because why would you ever want to spend money recreating ezra miller in any aspect of the world <laughs> um so yeah they have weird deep faked barry allen on one side and and i feel like they just keep switching it <laughs> Um, from shot to shot, it's like, which one's real, which one's not real, and also they differentiate them by having one have long hair and one have short hair, and then they also completely ignore that because they put what, like, the Flash with short hair in Flash with long hair's costume, or, I can't even remember which one's which, I think Young Flash is the one with long hair and short hair Flash is the future one, so they end up just swapping costumes at one point, because, um, future flash meets past flash um and then realizes that because he's fucked up past flash hasn't got his powers anymore so it's on the day that he gets his powers so they go and get flash young flash's powers um by recreating the setup of what happened that night and then they both get shocked by lightning but it turns out future flash or no current day flash loses his powers to past flash I'm going to stop saying future Flash because there is an actual future Flash. So I'm just going to say current Flash um, and past Flash and future Flash. So current Flash is the short-haired one and the long-haired one is past Flash. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and then basically 
Young Flash. I might just say Young Flash. Young Flash works. Um, ooh, one of my egg things on my phone's stupid, hey, look, you got an egg, you can hatch it thing has decided it's ready to hatch. You can see how interested I am in the Flash that I'm getting distracted by stupid fucking no- phone notifications. Um, and yeah, so... Uh, it's just bad, man. I don't even know how I want to continue, because I'm just like, it's so bad, and I don't want to have to explain it. But yeah, basically, um, hijinks ensue, and they have stupid oh, young Flash suddenly realize that he can do all these fast things, and uh, current Flash has to train him to like learn. And then they realize that Zod's coming, because it's that year, and then we learn that Barry Allen was also there at the um, Superman versus Zod fight. And he didn't save anyone. He saved, like, one kid and let a dad die, basically, because he was, like, bad at his job. And you meant to feel sorry. And that plot point, you feel like it's meant to come back because they show that shot again um, with uh, when the final battle's happening, when Zod's actually doing his final battle again. And they show the kid and the dad. And you're like, oh, Barry Allen gets the chance to redeem himself by saving. Nope. <laughs> it's just like, yep, those two people probably died in that thing because, like... The whole point of this is that they try and find the Justice League because Barry Allen can then bring all the Justice League together. Um, but Victor Stone isn't cyborg. Um, Arthur Curry was never born because his dad didn't fuck a mermaid. Uh, and then they find out that Bruce Batman's still a thing. And then they go and find Bruce Wayne. And, oh, it's Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne. And then they have a discussion about spaghetti and how it's multiversal stuff. And Michael Keaton... Don't get me wrong, I really like Michael Keaton. Uh, I've never watched Michael Keaton's Batmans, um, so I have no nostalgia for Michael Keaton's Batman. I also have no nostalgia for George Clooney's Batman, who also turns up in this movie. Uh, (laughs) uh, I also have no nostalgia for Christopher Reeves, uh, like any of the Adam West stuff. All of the, like, multiverses that are the worst-looking fucking things in the world. Um, poorly, worst AI-generated deepfake nonsense, which apparently are really bad in a moral aspect, because, like, Christopher Reeves and George Reeves, um, I think it's the other Superman that they show, uh, both didn't like being typecast as Superman, and one took his life because he was worried he was always going to be typecast. And so just having that guy be forced to be back as superman seems really weird um they also have nick cage's superman that unless you know the story of like like unless you're a super nerd like like i don't i I only know this through like context of like other people basically talking about it but i like movie knowledge and stuff like that um so i feel like if you just don't know because i tried to explain the scene to like people who didn't even know about this thing that happened in hollywood where Nick Cage was meant to be Superman, and the script had Superman fight a giant spider, and then that giant spider didn't happen, because the movie never happened, and then they made Wild Wild West, which had a giant spider, and it was the same guy who wanted that giant spider in the movie, want, then put it in another movie. Like, that is that is the that is the cameo that they thought, oh yeah, people will love this. It's just like, why? <laughs> why? And then to have, like, apparently Nick Cage was on set, but they still deep fake him. They don't have him say anything. They don't have any of these characters say anything. They just look at a hole in a vortex of like multiverse calamities and they just have them smashing into each other. And it's just like, oh, they're spheres and shit like that. It's just bad. Um, but anyway, they find Michael Keaton's Batman 
He's old, he's retired, because apparently Gotham's now safe. Don't know how that happened. We don't see Gotham. Uh, they find out that there's uh, there wasn't there's a spaceship that crashed, but it landed. It got sent to Russia, or it landed in Russia, and then the Russians have them locked away. And so they go and find that, and then they find out it's Supergirl, not um, or Superwoman, um, rather than Superman. And this was where I like this character. Like I like Supergirl, um, played by Sasha Kelly. Um, but my issue was one, they do fuck all with her. <laughs> They have a, like, go, oh, yeah, I was sent to protect um, uh, Superman, but our things got separated, and then apparently Zod found um, Superman and killed him, and they killed... They, they basically have a, like, re- angry re- react to that. But, like, the Flash and that save Batman and whatnot, save them from the Russian prison, and you get weird CGI of Batman. Like, this is the thing. I understand nostalgia and, like, having Michael Keaton come back as... Batman. But, like, is this really what you want Michael Keaton's Batman to be doing? Like, weird rubbery CGI fight sequences where this 70-year-old man is doing more acrobatics and more, um, stuff, like, like, kicking ass than he did in his original movies where he was, like, younger. Like, and it just makes no sense because <laughs> he's not even wearing, like, a mech suit. He's just wearing, like, a normal rubbery bat suit. And he's been out of the game for like thirty years, and you're like, "This is this is the Batman I want, fighting the Russians." Um, like, I, it was in interest. Like, also having the Flash just throw up in the background as well, in certain scenes because he's like not fast anymore. There's a lot of vomit in this movie. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, they basically save Supergirl, and again, weird rubbery CGI fights. Um, slow-mo as well, love the slow-mo, <laughs> uh, but they're like, oh, why did you save me, and he's like, oh, I don't know, and she, like, flies away, and then the younger, like, she's on the roof trying to, like, solar power up, and then she's, like, to the flat, the younger Flash who's up there, like, I don't owe anyone on this planet anything, and then she flies off to fight Zod, and then you see her try and fight Zod. Um, or no, she like yells at Zod because Zod kills a bunch of people. And then she flies back. And then in that meantime, Barry Allen's decided that the only way to do this is if I get li- struck by lightning again and hit by chemicals. So there's just randomly a thunderstorm happening on that day at that exact moment. Um, and Batman's all up for just sending a bat kite up into the sky and trying to get struck by lightning and zapping the flash and yeah that doesn't work and then supergirl just comes back and goes yep don't know what's happening here but i'm gonna just take this guy and straight into the thunderstorm like lightning storm and then get zapped by lightning and then he comes down they're like oh it didn't work and then it just works you're like okay cool (laughs) so they now both have flash powers um and then you get the desert fight with zod and Supergirl goes to try and fight Zod. The Flash and whatnot are trying to fight all the little minions on the ground. And Batman's flying around in the bat plane, um, smashing shit with that. And yeah, this fight, again, rubbery as fuck. Doesn't really do anything. The funniest thing I find about this um, entire fight sequence is, like, the whole point of this movie, like, the Spider-Verse... The entire plot of that movie is very similar to this. 
However, because it's like timelines and multiverse stuff and like what is your destiny and can you change? But this one's just very defeatist. It's like, no, your mum has to die. Uh, Supergirl apparently is not strong enough no matter what timeline uh, to be able to beat Zod. Like, they just have her, this character come in and in no matter no matter what timeline, no matter what circumstances, um, they just have it so this character always dies at the hands of Zod. There is no changing it. You can't change the fate. Batman and uh, Supergirl all die and you cannot change the fact that that is the thing. Whereas in the Spider-Verse movie, across the Spider-Verse, it's like... Miles fighting against the writ, like the predetermined fate that, like, there's an actual hope. Whereas this movie's entire premise is just like, nah, status quo, mate. Everything has to be the same, or otherwise it doesn't work, and everything fails, and you can never break that cycle. <laughs> it's just such a weird premise for the movie to have. It's just like, oh, yeah. Uh, Spider Verse came out and actually had hope and filled people with like, yeah, don't let predetermined things that define you like crack past and make your own destiny whereas this is just like nah no matter what you try and you fail and that's it unless you do it the way that is meant to be written it's just such a funny thing to have as like your message and like even the, at the end where he's like giving his like he has to go back because he eventually like the they basically realize that it's inevitable and so the young flash who hasn't learned the lesson of the what his mom oh yeah there's a bit at the beginning where his mom's like the uh, solve the, the the question like uh, the flash is doing homework and he's like trying to solve for tw- like the answer is 20 and so he's trying to write down every single um variation of like 20 like how to get to 20 i don't fully understand it i think it's 20 i can't remember it's some sort of maths equation and there's a billion options and he can't write them all down and he gets frustrated and it's just sometimes like you just gotta like let go basically of that <laughs> And then Barry's like goes back and he's go uh, to, and he's get, like uh, so weird. It's such an awkward and like I don't even think it works as like an emotional thing. Uh, but yeah, so I'll get to it. <laughs> Christ Almighty, this movie! Like just talking about it just makes me lose my mind. Um, but yeah, he basically um, fuck. <laughs> yeah, so they both but the young Flash who hasn't learned the lesson that his mom basically taught him in the beginning. Uh, is basically just constantly trying to run back and getting hit by shrapnel and then slowly over time constantly trying to change like reverse the timeline so that they can do that uh, so they can win and going more and more agitated and blah 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 and then it eventually ends up with both of them in the speed force in the timeline thing with the universes crashing around them where the bad CGI is uh, and then it's revealed because Barry Allen originally got pushed out the timeline when he's running backwards um, after he changed the thing uh, with the soup, uh, not soup can, um, tomato sauce can. And uh, it turns out that the person who pushed him out of the timeline to get him stuck in the timeline where he his parents live is young Flash, who pushed himself out of the timeline to get the powers so that he could exist and then has been trying to change that one event for like 20 years or whatever it is and just can't complete it so again that's my point it's like defeated you can't do it so the old older flash future flash tries to kill current day flash 
And younger Flash, realizing his mistakes, jumps in front of it and dies, and then the future Flash never exists. And then Barry Allen has to run back in time and go and deliver a tomato soup can, take it out of the basket of his mum so that she doesn't get it and his mum dies, so that all of the future events happen in order. And then he can't do that, so he then also goes, oh, I'll move the soups, uh, the tomato sauces to a different shelf so that when my dad comes back, he looks up at the camera that the footage at the beginning is like fuzzy and he's not looking up so it can't prove that he's um, innocent. And then we get the happy ending where Barry Allen's dad, his mom's dead, but his dad gets out of prison because the footage shows that his dad looks up and then it's like, ha 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 ha. Um, and then George Clooney turns up at the end and it turns out, oh no, it's not the Ben Affleck timeline. Uh. And then the end credit scene is also uh, the Flash talking to like uh, Jason Momoa's character, uh, Aquaman, about, oh, what a crazy adventure I had. And then Aquaman falls asleep in a puddle. And the Flash is like, cool. And that that's how the DC universe ends. <laughs> and it's meant to be a reset. It doesn't reset anything because it doesn't make any sense at the end because it's like we don't have definitive new Batman. We have George Clooney coming back as a cameo, which I imagine they paid him a fucking fortune to do, because I know he hated that movie. Um, and apparently, if anyone uh, goes up to him and says they paid for the movie, he will give them their money back. So, hey, look, I would love George Clooney to give me my money back for The Flash. <laughs> um, but, hey, look, that's wishful thinking. Maybe he's over it. Um, but, yeah, so somehow this is meant to have been the clean reset that DC wanted. I love that everyone believed that James Gunn thought this was the best movie ever. Somehow Tom Cruise thought this was the best movie ever. Um, it's amazing what uh, owning the comp like owning the like thing and going, I don't want to make this movie look terrible, so I'll say it's good because I have to because I'm trying to promote these movies because I now own it. <laughs> and I don't know what the fuck Tom Cruise was doing. I imagine they just showed him like another movie and said it was The Flash. And he was just like, oh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> Maybe they showed a Mission Impossible uh, 7 and just said, hey, look, we own this and it's The Flash. And Tom Cruise went, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Who knows? Who knows what went through Tom Cruise's mind? Maybe he just loved cinema so much that he, he was like, oh, a big movie that this is going to go terribly. So when my movie comes out, people will go, this is really good. Maybe that's why he said it was good. But yeah, ultimately, this movie fucking hell annoyed the shit out of me. I'm really sad that it is the last movie I watched in cinemas at the cinema that I went to. Um, because, fuck me, what a shit movie to end on. Like, I'd watched Spider-Verse. Like, if I just left it, I would have had Spider-Verse as the last movie that I'd watched in that cinema. But nope, I had to go watch The Flash for this. Plus, out of sheer curiosity, I went and watched Cats out of the same curiosity. I, I like Trainwrecks. But both movies, oh, Christ. See, I went into Alita Battle Angel going, yeah, I actually might enjoy this. Nope, came out of that. Like, that I didn't know it was a train wreck. Um, but yeah, on, on my ranking of, like, DC movies, this is very low to the bottom. Um, it's watchable. That, like, I'll give it credit. Like, the plot, as stupid as it is, it goes from scene to scene relatively well enough that you know what's happening. Um, it's not a mess like Suicide Squad or Batman v Superman, but fuck me do I hate Ezra Miller in this role. <laughs> um, and having two of him nearly drove me to insanity and I could not just stop cringing at half the stuff that they said. 
Um, again, I had no nostalgia for this because, like, I didn't. I've never watched Michael Keaton's, so it failed on that aspect. Because, like, whilst I like Michael Keaton, I didn't love this Batman. Um, I thought this Batman was just kind of, like, all over the place. Um, they don't do a good enough job of having, like, Batman be progressed from, like, where he was at the end of those movies. Like, he just seems to be living in a fucking mansion, having done nothing, grown a beard and hair. And also, like, uh, Supergirl was good, but useless, ultimately, from what they used her as. Because it's just, like, we don't want her to be able to win. So she's just destined to die. Like, she gets out and just is destined to die no matter what. Like, even if they... Like, even if what happened was uh, Zod turned up and the Flash wasn't there and they didn't break her out of the prison, she was just going to die because Zod would... She's weak and powerless, so Zod would just snap her head off and go, let's suck the Krypton juice out. Like, it's just so funny to write a character who's destined to die no matter what they do. And that's a positive thing. <laughs> like, you just need to do... We just need, we just need to let go. Um, yeah, I didn't feel much in this movie. I just... I just ugh. It is a mess of a movie. But anyway, thank you for listening. Um, I don't know what the next movie is. I think it's going to be Oppenheimer. Because I am actually going to go see Oppenheimer, hopefully, with some friends. Um, I don't know if I'll do the double feature of Barbie Oppenheimer. I'll probably only watch Oppenheimer. I am curious about Barbie. But, like, not enough to spend five hours in a cinema um, back-to-back like everyone else. I don't... I doubt anyone's doing that. Like, maybe a couple people, but I doubt there's, like, a million people doing it. Um, uh, but, yeah. I think Oppenheimer's the next one. Secret Invasion I have actually been watching, so that'll probably be out and about at some point. Um, TFEs, I'm not sure. I do want to talk about um, the Activision Microsoft uh, results. And the actor strike and stuff like that. So maybe. Um, but yeah, ultimately, uh, this podcast, slow but steady. Slow and spotty, I'll say. Slow and spotty. <laughs> um, so hopefully stick around. I, I can't promise anything, but uh, there might be a few bonuses, stuff like that. Maybe. I'm not sure. We, we should be getting back into a regular thing. It's uh, mostly because... Uh, Dan's been busy doing stuff in his life, um, and hopefully he'll be settled into what he's doing, um, soon, and we can get back into doing co- like, cooperative stuff, um, and, yeah, I've been busy as well, like, I've- I've spent a fortune on stuff to make housing stuff nice, and we've had- I've had people around and things like that, um, but yeah, that's- that's the life update. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Uh, We'll see you when I see you, and again, have a nice day.